Live from the hills of Judea is the Land of Israel Fellowship with Rabbis Ari Abramowitz and Jeremy Gimpel. Good to see everybody. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. Oh, great, great, great. Good to see you. Shalom, Jeremy. Shalom, Tabitha. Hi, everybody. I'm loving to see all of your faces. Um, yes, I'm here. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to make it. I am uh, disoriented, uh, confused, sleep deprived, very, very, very happy, overwhelmingly grateful. All you are seeing when you look at me, yes, it may seem like I am a flesh and blood human being, but you are seeing gratitude manifested. Um, it's it's a very big deal. Um, many of you have reached out to me uh, personally uh, to wish me a mazel tov. And uh, thank you for that. And for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, I should have started with that. Shana and I have been blessed beyond our wildest dreams with a healthy baby boy. Uh, many of you, some of you have said you didn't even know she was expecting. And I explained this last time also. It's a Jewish tradition to keep great things quiet and hidden. Um, and... Uh, from everybody, like as, as much as possible. We don't even, peep. you could walk in the room and the girl's nine months pregnant and you don't say a word. That's like a, a, a lot of the way it happens. Uh, but we were blessed with a, a healthy baby boy. And as you know, uh, you know, we, we don't share personal family things. I don't share personal family things, particularly children related on social media. So there's a, there's a good chance that my part of this fellowship, which is the lion's share of it, I think, will not generate any highlights at all because um, because I'll be sharing some rather personal things with you, some personal stuff with you. Um, and that I'm excited to do, a little bit nervous about doing. I had a conversation with Shana about it. We really considered it and thought about it. But anyway, before I go into any of that, I just want to start by introducing my beloved friend, Jeremy, who has some thoughts that he wants to share. Now, just so that you know, Jeremy and Tahila have stepped up big time, as they always do in crunch time. And also, by the way, they step up when it's not crunch time, too. At least Tehillah does. But Jeremy's good. He steps up big time. I appreciate uh, that a lot, Jeremy. You know, even when Shayna went into labor, because it was early and the other two were overdue, and we both thought it was it maybe indigestion, even if it, and even if it wasn't, we'd have a number of hours to get to the hospital. But um, based on all the factors... We were a little bit skeptical that this was it. But uh, just to be safe, I called Tahila and she came over and she took one look at Shayna. And she said to both of us that we better get going uh, or she's going to be giving birth in the car. Uh, so Tahila said, and so we did. And uh, that may have actually saved us definitively in a lot of ways. I'll get more into that story soon. But before I do, here's Jeremy. I like that. It's Tila says, so we do. I live by that too. <laughs> that served me well so far. Um, okay. So of course, Mazal Tov Ari, you have made my life so volatile because of just the sorrow and the pain of this war and the joy and the gratitude of a new Abramowitz baby. It's like just so dramatic everything is so high and so low this is like never a dull moment that's what it feels like to me there's just never just 
just chilling out on the Arugot farm. No, there's like constant things that are happening. But uh, Baruch Hashem for good news. We need more good news. Um, so I've been thinking a lot, you know, about our reality in Israel and how out of all of this pain, such joy emerges and what Israel is going through right now. I, I feel like we have to take a bird's eye view. And, you know, that's really what Yosef taught us. You know, it's like there's an unfolding process that needs to, that Israel needs to go through here. And in order to really understand the process on a deep level, we really need to understand the structure of reality itself, according to the Bible. And it's in the, the, the way to do that is to look at the very beginning of creation. And from the creation story itself, we're given sort of the foundation of how this world works. So if you look at Genesis chapter one, the first few verses, here's what it says. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So right now, darkness is the foundation for creation. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. So in the structure of reality that God created, he first created darkness. Darkness was there before the light emerged. The light in some ways transformed the, the darkness. It's like there was something new that was created. Meaning we believe that before creation, there was just endless light. There's just endless godliness. But here, when the Torah talks about creation, first there was darkness that covered the surface. And then God said, let there be light. And you think about Israel now. And we are just immersed in darkness. We're surrounded by darkness. We're immersed in darkness. There's war. There's sadness. There's pain. There's fear. Just totally immersed in that. And I saw a beautiful prophecy in the book of Isaiah. In chapter 9, verse 2. And it says like this. The people walking in darkness beheld a great light. A light shone on those dwelling in the land of the shadow of death. And I always kind of read that. It's like, why is the land of Israel the land of the shadow of death? And now, as we approach these times that we're living in, we can really understand. You know, we are surrounded by a billion people that want to throw us into the sea. And now we have enemies to our west in Gaza, enemies in Judea and Samaria on our east, Lebanon and Hezbollah in the north. We are under their shadow, the shadow of death. We are a land that exists in the shadow of death. And every day that Israel exists is a miracle of God. But for some reason, even though we live inside the miracle, we don't recognize it as a miracle. We're so prideful in our army and our strength and our wisdom and our Iron Dome technologies. We don't recognize the miracle that is. And soon the day is going to come that in the darkness, the people that walking in darkness, they beheld a great light. And inside the darkness, the light is going to emerge, just like the reality of creation. Now, Maimonides says something really beautiful. He says that in a faith walk, you are walking very often. You don't see God's hand in your life. And we use the language of spice cards. That every once in a while, God will send you something so out of the ordinary, it'll just 
be his signature in your own life. But the Rambam uses a different language. He says, sometimes you're walking in the dark and you don't have clarity. And you'll see a flash like lightning that illuminates everything for just a moment. And you're like, oh, I have clarity now. I see exactly where I need to go. I see the truth of my life. I know now where I need to go and how I need to operate. And those flash, that flash of lightning, that's like a moment of emunah. And then it'll become dark again. But based on that flash of light, we need to operate. And right now, um, God is speaking to the Arab world. And now with social media, God is speaking to all of us through the Arab world. This was one of the most viral videos that came out last week. It was a Turkish member of parliament that as he was cursing Israel, passed out and died the next day. Watch this. Allah'ın gazabından kurtulamayacaksınız. Hepinizi saygıyla selamlıyorum. You will not escape the wrath of Allah, Israel. And then boom, he had a heart attack and he died the next day. And then just yesterday, a friend of mine sent me this video of an imam in Pakistan who then says, we must annihilate all of the Jews. And if I'm lying, let the earth sink beneath me. Watch this. It's like flashes of light, exactly as he's saying, we must eliminate all the Jews or may the earth fall beneath me. The earth collapses beneath him. And all of us are here in social media. Like, I'm not in Pakistan, but I have the power to be able to see that, to see the flashes of light, that out of the darkness, light will emerge. And the modern state of Israel, out of secular Zionism, the greatest spiritual revival is soon to inspire the entire world. That's what this war is all about. That's ultimately what everything in Israel is all about. And although the media will never covet, will never cover it, what you can see in Israel now are the first sparks that are igniting the fire that is soon to spread across the world. And I want you to watch this interview of a secular soldier and his experience. ברית <laughs> גם ביום כיפור היה עושה על האש. את הרעש של הכדורים, 
מתקרב אליך כבר עוד יותר ועוד יותר ועוד יותר, וזה היה כבר ממש מכל מקום. ודווקא אותו אחד, שזה שהוא ודת ואלוהים זה משהו שהוא לא מסתדר לו, והוא אומר לי, תשמע, אם אנחנו נמצאים מפה, תדע שאני שומר שבת. אי אפשר להסביר את אותו מקרה. תוך כדי שהוא אומר את זה, עוברת איזה עשרים שניות או חצי דקה, ואז אתה שומע מכמות ירי פסיבית, שזה הולך ו... ומתרחק ממך. אני לא בחור דתי, אבל מאז אני הולך לבית הכנסת דרך אגב. שישי שבת לבית כנסת. זה מאוד חשוב לי, אני לא יכול בלי. ותמיד אומרים לי משפט, איפה היה אלוהים? ב... באותו רגע. אני גם אדם חילוני, חבר'ה, אין לי, הנה עובדה, אין לי כיפה על הראש, אני סך הכל, אה... אבל תאמינו, זה חשוב, אבל אני רוצה להגיד דווקא משפט. זה כמו אבא מגדל את הילד שלו. נכון, אתה מחנך אותו, אתה אומר לו, אל תעשה ככה כי זה מסוכן, אל תעשה ככה כי זה מסוכן, אל תעשה ככה זה מסוכן. והוא יום אחד יוצא החוצה לכביש, ושם פס על אבא שלו, ועובר את הכביש, רכב דרס אותו, הילד מת. יבוא השכן, יגיד, תראה איזה אבא יש לו. זה אותו דבר. אתה לא יכול להאשים, אתה לא יכול להאשים את אלוהים, כי הוא אמר לך מה לעשות. ואם אתה שם פס עליו, אז מה אתה רוצה שהוא יעשה? אותו דבר עם הסיפורים האלה, זה, זה אותו דבר. וואו. זה אותו דבר. אז חבר'ה, אני רוצה להגיד באמת לכולם, תפסיקו איפה היה אלוהים בשואה, איפה היה אלוהים בשביעי לעשירי. הוא תמיד היה. איפה אתם הייתם? וואו. עד היום, החילונים בינינו, והקיצוניים של החילונים בינינו, לא הבינו. יכולים להפסיק את זה מיד. כי אם לא תגיע עוד מכה, ועוד מכה, ועוד מכה. ברגע שלא יהיה אחדות בין העם הזה, אני חושב שאנחנו נרווה, אה, עוד פעם, נרווה שתיים. אז אם אתם לא רוצים שהילדים שלכם יחוו מה שאנחנו חווינו, צריך להפסיק עם זה. ואני אומר את זה בתור חילוני, תפסיקו עם הדבר הזה. דתיים שאוכלים לנו ושותים לנו, 30% מהנופלים זה דתיים. הם השכפ"ץ של מדינת ישראל. The Talmud says that the Jewish people are like olives, that the best part of us comes out when we're under a lot of pressure. That's when the olive oils come out, almost like a diamond needs a lot of pressure until it really becomes uh, transforms from a coal to a diamond. And what we're seeing now is Israel is under a lot of pressure. And what's coming out is the Jewish soul, the olive oil that's coming out. And it is spreading. I have to be honest. I don't see this coming to an end tomorrow. 
And I think that Israel needs a little bit more pressure to turn into the diamond that we were destined to be. I wish that we would just be filled with the spirit of God and we would just be the nation that we were called to be. But it feels like we're not there yet and that we have more tuition to pay. We're still learning and we haven't paid our tuition yet. And so we are fighting against manifest evil. We're fighting against an evil that I've never seen in my lifetime. Such every other story that comes out of October 7th. It's just, um, what can we say? It has uh, strengthened my faith in the good. And having faith in the good is having faith in God. And so what's happening is we're coming closer and closer to a day where God's presence is restored in the land of Israel. And that's really what this war is all about. And you hear about the legendary stories of the Jews that in slavery in Egypt, they continued having children. And in the Holocaust, they continued having children. In the midst of this war, with all of this chaos, it's awesome that Ari and Shana are continuing that legacy, that in all of the fears and all of the chaos, what is their answer to the Hamas? It's to bring more light and more life into this world. And so may we spread the light fast and may God's presence be restored to Zion soon. All right, Ari, passing it off to you now. Amen. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Um, and yes, it, uh, it hasn't been lost on me, like Jeremy said, with all that we are enduring as a nation, as a people, and I'm including you, all of you with us in that, because I know for a fact that we're experiencing this pain and this heartbreak together. Um, you know, to uh, the, the month after, I think it was November, uh, was the number one month in the history of Sharei Tzedek Hospital, the largest hospital in Jerusalem, of the birth of new baby children. Obviously, they're new babies, uh, if they're babies, but new births there in Sharei Tzedek Hospital in Jerusalem. And, uh, and it, you know, I, I, I couldn't help but to think, as this was all happening on October 7th, and I look at my wife uh, pregnant, and I'm seeing the horrific things that are happening down in Gaza to pregnant women and the, to the nation of Israel. And then the, the days and weeks to follow where it felt like we were going into imminent uh, World War III, which, by the way, we're definitely not in the clear yet, that could take a, a turn in that direction any moment, any day, obviously very clearly. There's no question about it. Just what happened yesterday with the, uh, Yemen and the Houthis firing missiles at different ships and uh, Galanta saying, we're going to act. It, it could happen it's a tinderbox right now. And so there we are with the potential of a nuclear World War III. What can make it more dramatic? A wife that's seven, eight, nine months pregnant, which is what Shana was during this, this whole journey. You can't write a script like this. And the truth is that we are, we are all, we all have this mission. We are all here because we've been chosen by God to be here at this time. He trusts in us to be able to be here and to do what we each need to do during these times. Anyone alive during these times has a great historic opportunity of, 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 of potential to shine a light. But I couldn't help but to look at my baby and hope and believe that he was arriving now for just such a time as this. I know that I, I'm like another Jewish father that thinks his son is Messiah. But I think 
every good Jewish father has some thought that his son must be Messiah. But now I have two, so I don't even know what to do there with that. But anyways, I if if it felt like this is an important time and an important thing that's happening, and, and I have no proof for believing this, and I may, may be wrong, but I do believe that both Israel and the world are experiencing the final, the final painful, violent contractions of Mashiach. And the closer we get, the more painful and violent the contractions are becoming. Um, I don't even want to talk about the horrific story that just happened, you know, with the three um, the three kidnapped uh, Jews that were able to make it out and get shot. It's just so tragic. It's so, how do you, you I can't make sense of it. It's like anticlimactic and tragic and painful. And how do we make sense of all of this? But these are the final contractions of Mashiach coming into the world. And the closer we get, the more painful the contractions. And we see this play out in the story of Joseph's brothers. They find themselves in Canaan, and the global famine is ravaging them as well, leaving them without food as the you know these brutal desert winds are destroying whatever may be left of their crops. We see them make their, their way to Egypt to get food, and they're optimistic and hopeful that they will. And then they're accused of being spies and tasked with going back to Canaan to bring their brother Benjamin back to his to this terrifying, heartless Egyptian taskmaster, the greatest source of all their pain and their anguish. They need to bring their brother Benjamin to him to prove the veracity of their story. And throughout the entire story, we see from the outside that it's Joseph, their brother, that is engineering all of this out of his love for them. And, th and that the moment will come that we'll read about in the next portion, perhaps one of the greatest moments in human history in which Yosef announces to his brothers, I am Yosef, is my father still alive? That is the great moment that we are all on the cusp of experiencing. And we need to strengthen our, our belief and our faith together, strengthen each other, because when that moment comes, much of the world, it will be such a light that it will burn so much of the world. But for those of us, who are trusting in Hashem that have faith in Him, that light will warm us and soothe us and heal us. And I want to bless us all that we're able to experience that readily, soon, any moment, any moment now. May that, may that great redemption and salvation come to the Jewish people and really to the entire world. So I want to bless all of you with the blessing that, that Aaron the high priest blessed, blesses the nation of Israel to this day. And although I am not a descendant of Aaron, I am from the nation of Israel. And as the Torah tells us, we are a nation of priests. And so it's our greatest, my greatest honor to bless all of you, as you are such a great, unbelievable blessing to me and to us. May Hashem bless and protect you. May He shine His light and His countenance upon you. And may He give you peace. Amen. I love you all very much. Stay in touch. Stay strong. Bezrat Hashem, please God, we'll see each other next week. To join the Land of Israel Fellowship, to attend our live interactive Zoom sessions, to participate in the Fellowship Connection Q&A events, or even just to binge on past sessions, Click on the link below. 
or go to thelandofisrael.com backslash fellowship and join our family of hundreds of people from around the world broadcasting light from the land of Israel live from the Judean frontier.